This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, where John knows way too much about wrestling and Ann doesn't know enough. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Are we live? Hurry. Yeah. Hurry and do the show. I mean, I'm the one who's hurrying us today because I got to go see an anime movie. Well, it's live, so. I know, I know. I know we are. And so now I'm hurrying. This is me hurrying. Oh, okay. Me hurrying is slowly meandering. Mm-hmm. Can I ask my, my mother, my whole family, all of my teachers growing up, I, I do everything slowly. I don't not believe you. I know it's hard to believe somebody is super fast-paced like me. I move at breakneck speeds. A lot of people can't imagine that I do things slowly, but yeah. uh, but I do. Anyway, wrestling happened. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't, but often it does. Didn't I play a little joke on you and said that Full Gear was the last wrestling show, and all the little all the all the little wrestlers got together and said, after CM Punk, it's become too toxic, and they've all decided no more wrestling. Oh, was that your joke? That I was thought... my joke. Oh, okay, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you remember that? That was from earlier yeah, today. Yeah, I remember it from earlier today. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize there was so much world building in that joke. Um, I thought we were just doing a joke about going to Full Gear mm-hmm. and how if we didn't get to go under the conditions we preferred this time that. There would be another one, and and then you just were like, "No, it's the last one." So I didn't know there was so much world building with the wrestlers getting. Even together. what you just described is a lot of a lot of backstory. There's I was giving of, the audience yeah. context; they have no idea what we're talking about. No, they they know. Okay, they know. Okay, all right. Uh, if they follow the pro- there's there's subtext. There's co- you know that they can pick out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we laid a lot of groundwork. Um, well, you know, Halloween happened this weekend. It did. And I watched happened yesterday actually. Yeah. Or yeah, that's true. The celebration of Halloween happened this weekend and we watched Hereditary and I got really stressed out. Yeah. Um We really can't watch A twenty four movies with John. It's it is, not a good idea. It is weird because I feel like I enjoy them, but then so many of them stress me out to an unenjoyable level and not I so not, feel like you enjoyed one A twenty four movie of like the like five you've seen. One or two. I've enjoyed a few, I think. I think I've enjoyed more but it's just like the the amount that I've enjoyed the ones I've enjoyed. What I don't are the know ones if it, you've enjoyed. Well, I see. I'm not sure if they, they're all A24 movies, but like <laughs> the A24, I like movies. Okay, A24 films. Hang on. I like movies, and some of them are A24 films. Uh, uh. Oh God, there's so many. I know you liked Lamb. I remember there's you saying so you liked Lamb. Okay, many of these movies. Um. Good God, I can't. I've been meaning to see Ex Machina. <laughs> I haven't, uh, haven't seen it yet. I, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet money that you won't like it. <laughs> really? Just, oh, just because just it's based on precedent. I don't think that one is. I saw the lobster and I enjoyed the lobster. Wow, okay. but the lobster is like sort of ironic and like there's humor to it. Okay. It's like depressing, but it's so detached that it's like you. It doesn't really give you trauma in that way. I don't mm. think, or this isn't okay. for me. Um, been meaning to see Moonlight. Have not. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if meaning to see is a is a category we we need right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady Bird, I loved. I loved Lady Bird. Oh, Lady Bird was a twenty. I enjoyed the Disaster her. Artist. Oh yeah, the Disaster Artist. Um, uh, uh, eighth grade, I loved. I thought eighth grade was great. That didn't oh yeah. Really well, these are weird. like Lady Bird and eighth grade. These are like the comedies of a twenty four. Sure. We're talking about A24 horror. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, thriller, uh, honestly, because you you almost had a breakdown during Uncut Gems. You had to go for a walk. Yeah, I did. You had uh, to leave famously. the room. You had to leave the whole building, not just the room. You had to go outside and walk around, and I think it was winter. I think it was. It like wasn't a time when it like yeah. would have been nice. It was like you had to flee. Yeah, I did. I had to flee my emotions. The Green Knight, <laughs> I enjoyed. Lamb, I I pretty much enjoyed. Um, uh, poor men was fine. It didn't really. I don't know. It didn't stress me out. But yeah, uh, Uncut Gems and Hereditary both stressed me out to a level that was like I enjoyed. The, like I know that they were well made films. And they're like good. I don't think that they were like bad, but they just the type of emotions they brought out of me were so unenjoyable. Like I wasn't like, wow, what a it was mm-hmm. just like I don't want to feel that and I don't want I I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. Um sent me into a weird panicky state and I didn't like it. And I offered um, to stop watching the movie, ladies and gentlemen, but he insisted we continue on. So I will don't say, blame me. I will say hereditary does does become like thirty percent a comedy after the really horrible stuff happens. Because mm-hmm. uh, Tony Collette, her performance is very good, and, and then she the very, is very ending is really it. scary. Yeah, the very ending is really scary and really disturbing, and especially the way that they shot it is really disturbing. Because I'm realizing there was like a voiceover that was off camera, so it's like it's just like really, really disturbing. Mm. And it wasn't the horror movie stuff that bothered me. It's not like the ooh, I was scared by it. It was just like the God to have to go through this in real life would be the worst mm-hmm. possible. Maybe because I've lived through some of similar situations to what sort of similar. Yeah, you had some not family tragedies. As, not quite as uh, horrific looking, I guess, as, as yeah. what happened there. But uh, anyway, so the Forbidden Door has opened. <laughs> oh, we're we're on wrestling now. You're we're not on talking wrestling about now, hereditary. I, I probably should. I don't have that much. I don't. We're, I feel we're like not the talking stuff about generational trauma anymore. We're talking about wrestling. No, okay, no, quick yeah. Pivot. Speaking of generational trauma, <laughs> WWE. Um, uh, but we have uh, the Forbidden Door is open. I saw that, but I didn't care to read what it was about. Is it they're bringing over a guy from New Japan? No, so not quite. They're actually sending a guy to Pro Wrestling Noah because oh. the great Muda, who is uh, a legendary Japanese wrestler who was legendary in several promotions in Japan, ah. but also has, uh, has had a very significant career in the U.S., Mostly in um, yes, I know in, in the WA and WCW. More I know so about than... Muda and his yeah. mist. His That's mist. right, the Muda I know, mist. I know all about his mist. And the Muda lock, and he's he's great. Yeah. Great Muda, KG Muto. He's uh, he is wrestling his farewell tour now. He's going to be retiring early next year in 2023, mm. and he's wrestling his last couple matches. He's got a match coming up in in New Japan. Um, that should be really fun. And this is going to be in Pro Wrestling Noah, which is a different promotion. Uh, another significant promotion in Japan. And he's going to be wrestling a singles match against WWE superstar Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, wow. Which is a sizable star from WWE. And this is very unlike them to allow him to do this. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he requested it. Um, and they initially, there was some hemming and hawing that they didn't want to let him do it. And then Triple H gave him the okay. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be doing it, which is, this is crazy to yeah. do. Well, I guess if you're competing with AEW now, you have to let your wrestlers 
do things. Yeah, I mean, truly. That the you, AEW wrestlers get to do. Otherwise, you look like a lame place to work. Yeah, you want to keep them happy. And if it's like just sending him, like, let him work this one match, then he'll be more likely to resign with you because if yeah. that takes a thing away from AEW, because they, they already can give them more money, WWE. Yeah. So giving them like little little freedoms like that, I think really helps a lot. Yeah, giving your um, your prisoners a little bit of freedom every once in a while yeah it keeps them uh institutionalized <laughs> yeah yeah he's institutionalized some enrichment in their enclosures uh but yeah they um that's a huge huge big deal like aew has been working with other promotions the whole time so it's not quite as shocking to see wwe do this is a big deal but the real the real oh and also they've haven't really been Working with New Japan, but New Japan has been talking about Carl Anderson a lot because of that never open weight championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has been an update on that, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, but the real crazy, I never thought this could happen moment in the Forbidden Door situation would be if WWE and AEW were to cross over. Yeah, that would be pretty big, I but- think. I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. The last time they sort of did it was with uh, Chris Jericho being on Steve Austin's podcast. Mm -hmm. But then when they had the DX reunion recently, Billy Gunn was not allowed to appear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, Tony Khan even said, you just have to mention that he works for... He can appear. You just have to mention that he works for AEW. Um, And they were like, no. So they Mm -hmm. just wouldn't let him appear. Uh, So they... I. But they have been like in the Royal Rumble recently. They had Mickey James appear as the Impact Women's Champion mm-hmm. with the belt, and she was labeled as such. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just like she was signed to Impact and made an appearance. They didn't mention it. They like fully labeled her as. So I yeah. think the thing is, they just have to like they'll do it if they don't see you as a threat. If they don't yeah. see the company as a threat with AEW, they still consider it a threat. So they wouldn't yeah. want to give them any spotlight. Which I guess I understand from a purely corporate business perspective. But yeah, I do and I don't because it's it suggests that they don't think there's enough room for two wrestling promotions. It's a really bad it it's actually kind of contradictory to the free market because everybody just wants to be Well, yeah. Because it also you know? it like assumes I don't know. It's just silly because it's not it like is. your audience can't find out AEW exists another way. Um it's more just like petty and prideful to me it is and they're just trying to like cut off cut them off at the at the feet i guess or whatever they can do i don't know it seems very or continue to foster that kind of toxic wwe wwe stan yeah uh, mentality of shitting on everything aew does because that's what their little stands do on twitter all the time i know now you're seeing it more and more now and i'm sure they want to keep that alive and to to extend an olive branch to AEW like that would i think legitimize them in a way that would like yeah that's true neutralize a lot of that that's true you're right they They want want those kids being mean on the internet they want AEW to look stupid and bad all the time and so if they were to work with them it would be like people would be like wait i thought you said they were stupid and bad yeah and if they acknowledge they're not stupid and bad then people will be like well what's going on in this show yeah um but yeah so that's happening uh but you know Another thing that WWE has that AEW doesn't have right now is Sami Zayn. We love Sami Zayn. We love Sami Zayn so much. We love him so much in this house. And Sami has, I mean, he's in such a prominent little spot now. And it's so great. He's been serious babyface guy who can have fantastic matches. 
uh, and be one of the best wrestlers in the world and all this, and it's been great. But lately, he's been a silly, foolish villain mm-hmm. uh, that is just sort of sweetly endearing and an idiot, and mm-hmm. it's like and like silly, and it's. But it's still like a huge spot. He's involved in like main roster, like main event feuds. And he doesn't, this is the thing where you don't really like need to be the champion in wrestling necessarily. Obviously, I would love it if yeah. he was. But it's uh, it's a situation where he is very prominently featured and doing things nobody else can do. And he did this whole thing where he, uh, he keeps making the bloodline like break in segments. Mm-hmm. And so in this one, there was a serious... Very serious Jey Uso, I guess because he got like knocked out by Logan Paul and all this stuff. It's making Roman look bad. And Roman's saying, like, if you don't shape up, I'm going to have to kick you out of the group uh, and out of the family. And it was a serious segment. And Sami Zayn was like, look, you know, Roman, it's just that right now, Jey just isn't feeling very oozy. And immediately, Roman Reigns broke. Jey Uso broke. The fans, within seconds, started uh, chanting oozy. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was over immediately. And then Roman used it like twice in the segment and was like, is that true, Jay? You're, you're not feeling oozy? Yeah. If you don't start feeling oozy, I'm going to have to... Roman Reigns runs a tight, tight ship with those ooses. Yeah. And they better feel oozy. And he said that Sammy's, if uh, Jay doesn't start feeling oozy, then he's going to make Sami Zayn no longer an honorable, or an honorable, honorary ooze, but a full-fledged ooze and he's going to change his name to Sammy Uso. And then Sammy was beaming. Yeah. With pride. In a way that makes me suspicious. Of what? I don't know. Do you feel like there's a part of Sammy Zane that might say, I didn't know this was a possibility. For sure. But maybe. now that it is, perhaps there's a way I can orchestrate it. For sure. He's, I it's mean, it's like when you say, I don't know. I feel like when you say, you, when you threaten someone with something, like, I'll make this guy part of the team. That's like Chekhov's gun to me. It's like, well, okay, that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's going to lead to like them tricking him or something. And yeah. Sending him out of it. Um, there's also reports that uh, because it clearly seemed like they were going to have the bloodline eventually turn on Sami Zayn and kick him out of the group and Kevin Owens would come to his rescue and help and reunite their friendship mm. and they together would fight the bloodline. Mm. But right now, because Sami has been so hot as they say so over with the fans and he's like Mm -hmm. one of the kind of one of the biggest most popular acts in the company right now yeah he is uh they're putting it on hold so kevin owens is kind of in limbo until yeah it hits a plateau or whatever yeah and i would think that like there's more you could do more with that yeah personally like i think there's no reason the bloodline couldn't like almost taken over by Sammy. Like if he little fingered his way, yeah. you know, through that group. <laughs> um, I think there's all kinds of funky uh, things you could do with that story personally. Yeah. But you that's could do me. A lot. Yeah. You could do a lot with you it. You could do a lot with it. Um, but you don't want that. You want KO, Sammy Zane back together i mean i would do both i would love to see a lot with it and then also ko and Sami Zayn back together as friends as mm-hmm. baby faces Sami Zayn hasn't been a baby face in like three years the- i like kevin owens doing his thing of just running around the sidelines of whatever's happening screaming about elias and ezekiel and yeah various conspiracies i like that kevin owens i think he could do that for he a could while. do that he could do it for a while i mean 
Kevin Owens is one of the weirdly most prominently featured like indie superstar wrestlers in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I like, I mean, he's so great and he was one of my favorite like indie wrestlers. And then to see like, he was one of the few people I was like, I don't think he should sign with AEW. They like, mm-hmm. even if he's not the champion, he's always so prominently featured. He always gets time to talk. Yeah. And if you get time to talk like that's, you know you're in a good spot. Yeah, and I feel like there's nothing about him that would really set him apart from the people who AEW has now in the sense that like they have like, I I don't know, it just just doesn't feel like it would shake things up with their current roster at all. I mean, he would fit in almost too well with them. That's what I mean. Like it's like it wouldn't be different enough to be exciting. He's more different in WWE for sure. Right, that's what I mean. He has more to bring to the table. Um, Yeah, there was something else I was going to say. But I got nervous because you you looked at me like I was knowing a little bit too much about all this, and I forgot what it was. Look, you uh, <laughs> you have your part to play in this, and I have mine. I expressed an opinion about Kevin Owens, and you were like, <laughs> "I know this is not what you were thinking," but it just you had a look on your face briefly, like, "Oh, you have opinions on Kevin Owens, do you?" It's like oh. when you're reading a book, and it's like a a flash of doubt. <laughs> went yeah. across John's face, almost imperceptible. He righted it immediately. A flash of but panic across John's face. He flash immediately of rage. Re- he immediately recomposed himself. But I saw it. I saw the hint. He doesn't like it when I know things. <laughs> you also have been watching a documentary about a stalker or an abusive partner. Oh yeah. So, but it only makes me appreciate you more because you are so not that. Yeah. I don't even. I, you know. It, like, I can't even imagine you trying to stalk somebody. No, not on purpose. You'd be too you'd be too anxious to get on the social media. I would, yeah, no, it would be... You'd be like, oh, I can't be on Instagram this much. I can't, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> it's also it's too much work. Mm. But no, I like Kevin Owens, and I, I think he does good stuff at WWE, but I think he he can kind of hold his own without even being part of a main storyline, you know? He's, He's always fun to watch. You can throw him in anything, and he will always be fun. He's also yeah. one of the few wrestlers... I I guess I shouldn't say that, but he's he is a wrestler who is genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. And there are some wrestlers who are like funny for wrestling. Yeah. This happens with different genres of things all the time. Because there's like comedians and comedies and things that are funny. Yeah. And then there is funny for whatever yeah. like genre there is. Like there's comedy the-, the art form and then jokes. Yeah. And, then, and there's yeah. like theater funny oftentimes is like different than like theater like funny in a play like a joke mm-hmm. in a play is often different than like a joke in a sketch show you know what i mean yeah Sorry. so and wrestling funny isn't always necessarily like oh it's funny mm-hmm. you know and some people are that and kevin owens is that Sami Zayn mm-hmm. is that heel chris jericho is that like yeah uh, and I, they are. I also really like kevin owens of the three you just named i think the fun one of the funnier things about him is that he has such an aggressively normal name yeah which always makes me laugh with wrestlers, especially because, you know, they get those big badass mm-hmm. intros and it's like, Kevin Owens. It's it like, who's the guy I work with at Chili's or whatever. It, it is funny to think of a guy named Kevin as being like yeah. frightening. Kevin Owens, the guy from Marching Band? Like, you know, it's like Kevin? it's got that vibe to it. Kevin, Stacy's boyfriend? Yeah. Kevin? Wait, Kevin Owens? Is that the kid who took a shit in my parents' pool in seventh grade? And then he tried to say he didn't do it. And then he ate it to prove it was a chocolate bar, but it wasn't a chocolate bar. So then he puked 
everywhere and my dad was so mad and then he said he didn't do that either <laughs> yeah, no, and that then was, he that's... slipped on it and broke his nose and blood went all over my mom's brand new pool chairs that kevin owens it's a beautifully painted portrait that you've uh put together yeah but yeah kevin owens is sick dude uh yeah <laughs> he also in like he's done it a little bit in wwe but in um especially in like ring of honor and stuff he's like can easily also be switched from being like a funny relatable everyman mm-hmm. to being a vicious psychotic monster yeah of a human being just like these men i'm watching about in the stalker that's right. document hey that's the thing about um sociopaths is they can be yeah. really charming at first the thing about the stalker documentary that's interesting is they interview the stalkers too and so you hear their side of it and their side of it is always I'm not crazy. <laughs> You're all crazy. That's literally what every heel wrestler does. And if I does. ever get out of here, I'll show all of you. It's like the sideshow Bob thing. It really is. Tell them they're tell them they'll live to regret this. Like you think you're gonna feel bad for them in the beginning of the interviews because they're like, yeah, I had a real troubled childhood. By the end of it, they're just like so divorced from the reality of their actions. Mm-hmm. They, no, yeah, they don't great. understand why calling someone ninety times and telling them that you're gonna kill them is a big deal. Yeah, that's why, uh, that's like literally what every heel wrestler does. Yeah. <laughs> Not that literal part, but you know, they, but yeah. they're just like. There they should always... be a wrestler whose who's heel gimmick is that he is a dangerous stalker. There is. And just is. keeps calling people. De- uh, Dexter Loomis is like that serial killer Well, yeah, stalker. he's like a serial killer, but this is like just somebody who's harassing Yeah, people. like, hey, I uh, just wanted you to hear my call. Uh, this is Chad Gable. Uh, just calling to check in to see if uh, hey, maybe. Why aren't you calling me back? Call me um anyway speaking of crazy weirdos yeah bray wyatt had another promo oh i didn't see it so bray wyatt had a promo where he was like doing that thing he's like this is the real me man which is yeah even in triple h wwe it did move forward because something did happen but even in triple h wwe they have a little bit of the problem where it's like they repeat the same thing sometimes yeah well they have so many shows i have to imagine part of its insecurity that people won't know what's going on or that they just like it's it's hard to come up with 52 weeks of yeah yeah uh, new guy. but yeah they don't it's not like in vince mcmahon wwe he would have done the same promo for like six weeks straight yeah um but he did a similar promo like this is the real me and i'm happy to be here and i you know i missed everybody and all this stuff and then lights go out and on the screen is this guy and like this mask sort of a similar mask to the one that he was wearing but it's like over his whole face and you can see his mouth moving through the mouth yeah uh and he's got like a big mustache he looks like a like an old yeah. carny kind he wore of like it a, in the first in the he, first time yeah. we saw him he's got a top hat i've seen this mask yeah he's got a top it's like a slightly different version of that mask but it's pretty similar mm-hmm. and he, he said something about like you know like this isn't you or you know this is you need to he referred to himself as you just need to like talk to your uncle howdy mm. and it was genuinely kind of disturbing because sometimes the bray wyatt stuff can seem kind of goofy mm-hmm. but this was like pretty disturbing and it was uncle howdy and the mustache is really <laughs> off-putting yeah and cowboy howdy is the name of uh it's a reference to well i don't know if this is if he made this reference on purpose but in the exorcist when the girl first uses the oh. ouija board and develops the imaginary friend that would eventually become the demon that possesses her she refers to him as cowboy howdy i believe Maybe that's that might be part of it for sure. Uh-huh. He's usually pretty inspired. Bray Wyatt loves A twenty four movies. I think. Oh, I bet. Yeah, he probably loves all of them. He watches them to fall asleep at night. Yeah. Uh, Put on Hereditary. Right. 
I need to fall asleep. I don't know like, why my impression of him is Chris Farley, oh, but it is. Sounds like Paul Bearer, if you've ever heard Paul Bearer. I don't think so. Paul Bearer. Oh, yes. That's what Paul Bearer sounded like. Uh, and he was also like a creepy because he was Undertaker's manager. Oh, right. My Undertaker. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. Uh, so Uncle Howdy, a mm-hmm. couple things. People think it could be a reference to his real uncle mm. because Bray Wyatt's father is um, Mike Rotunda, a.k.a. Erwin R. Scheister, IRS, who was a wrestler mm-hmm. in the WWF in the 80s and 90s. And his mother is the sister of NWA, like legendary wrestler, Barry Windham, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, member of the uh, Four Horsemen, and he was also Mike Rotunda's tag team partner for a while. Um, mm. And so, uh, where was it? I just wanted to show you the mask here, but I saw the well. I, I've I've seen the mask a couple times. I saw it. I know, but the best part of the show is definitely googling the... things that people can't see. I yeah, that's true. You know, sorry, audience. and. Uh, Barry Wind- and people think the mask looks like Barry Windham, and it kind of does. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. And people are like, could this be his uncle Barry Windham trying to remind him to be like a vicious son of a bitch? Oh, maybe. Um, and, uh, and it would be cool to see Barry Windham. And Barry Windham's like in his 60s now. He probably mm-hmm. wouldn't wrestle anymore. He's not really like... I mean, Sting is in yeah. his 60s, and he wrestles. But, but maybe he'll make a creepy cult. Yeah. Bray can be in it. So it could be, but it's more likely that maybe it's like someone inspired by him yeah at most uh but the other person people think it could be is bo dallas oh he could be involved in it a little bit yeah more than likely i think it is just another alter ego for bray wyatt like the fiend Mm -hmm. um because that's also uncle howdy was like you made him go away that referring to because then they flashed like a blurry image of the fiend Mm -hmm. um and so he's like you need to remember who you are and your uncle howdy is basically i think it's just like What's probably happening is that Bray Wyatt is coming out being himself and being all vulnerable and being human. And then his, uh, you know, another manifestation of his psychotic personality is coming out and being like, you need to be a monster again. And yeah. he's like going to draw it out of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder who he's going to fight. I don't know. There were rumors that it was going to be Roman Reigns, but I think rightfully so. Those rumors are kind of squashed because people are like, it's just too soon. You don't want to put him. That's like your WrestleMania match or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because that's like the end game. That's You would probably want Bray Wyatt to beat him. Um, and that's, you know, like, where do you go from there? So you should have him fight somebody else. But Can you imagine it, next year at WrestleMania if Bray Wyatt beats Roman Reigns and we get that song that's like, oh, yeah. bam, 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 that he has the yeah. new song? Oh, that'd be so emotional. It would be great. And it's also great because... Bray Wyatt is the guy that Roman Reigns won the Universal title from over two years ago. Mm. And then Bray Wyatt was fired wow. a couple months later and hasn't been in WWE for over a year. So if he were to come back after leaving the company and to, and then he's the one that wins the title back from him. And I know that I wanted it to be somebody completely new winning the title from him, but it would feel like a legitimization like a le- it would feel like a period on the end of a sentence it would and it would feel good for bray wyatt because he hasn't had like a good run yet kind of some of the yeah. fiend stuff was like good for him as a universal champion but he always gets screwed over yeah they robbed him so much so it would feel like a big crowning moment for him yeah um, and it would be a good end to like this 
I feel like there's enough time between now and then to have a good solid like struggling with himself arc. Yeah. That culminates in him learning whatever lesson he wants to learn and then defeating Roman Reigns and then turning heel or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Also, Bo Dallas shows up or Barry Wyndham shows up and like pushes them as like a fe- like that could be their own bloodline. Mm-hmm. And oh. they could feud with the bloodline. I don't know if we want white bloodline guys. Well, they probably wouldn't call themselves white bloodline. Um, <laughs> that was I would a, hope not. Especially not against a bunch of guys from Florida, I don't think would be a, a yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're 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 both white and also very like w- Southern and, and yeah. in the way that like you feel unsafe. Yeah, we love Bray Wyatt, but I could definitely see a guy that looks like him storming the Capitol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah we don't the need january to... 6th bloodline yeah, yeah also, no bray, thank you <laughs> bray wyatt if you are listening to this please never let me know anything about your politics yes we don't want to know where you were on january 6th bray. i don't want to know don't tell us unless, unless you were at home watching the news and crying yes for the state of this country if we don't need to know about it if you're like super socialist or something then sure let me know you'll but... be happy to know though john i went through all the FBI photos today of the outstanding people from the Capitol. The outstanding members of our <laughs> The outstanding... Uh, uh, Who took it upon themselves. I should say the wanted. Freedom. The wanted. No, I know. The, 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 uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> the currently at large yeah, yeah. Capitol writers. Yeah, Sarah Silverman. Because I wanted to see if our neighbor was in there. Oh, yeah, our neighbor um, was. Because our neighbor got in an argument. Our, by neighbor, I mean landlord's relative um got in a fight with one of our actual neighbors uh about trump and, yeah, i heard like, somebody outside yelling it about was yeah it Donald was trump. we don't need to go into it too yeah. much because mm-hmm. we don't know who listens to this yeah but you know it uh it was uh it made it clear that this person was a huge maga person so yeah. immediately i was like where was he on <laughs> january 6th and i went through like a thousand photos today Ah. He was not there. No, there were a couple of people that looked like him, but he has a very generic like white guy face, so it's yeah. a little hard and I it wasn't a thing where I was like I feel like when you're looking for someone there's like that instant recognition that you yeah, have yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, like, sure. Oh, that's them. And like Waldo. I did not get that. Yeah. Like like yeah, like Waldo. I did not get that from any mm-hmm. of these. I there were like four photos that were close and I looked at them for a while and it was not uh Anyway, but I I, really I say that to, to say um, <laughs> I say that to say that I also did not see Bray Wyatt in there, so I think that's we're great. Good. Yeah, no, we're not. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I just it could go that way, and I really would rather it not. And if it yeah. did, I would at least just not want to know about it because yeah. it would physically kill me. It's funny because watching wrestling for us it must be what it's like for Republicans to watch anything. regular movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Um, like, please don't tell me. Please don't say anything in your Oscar speech, Robert De Niro. (laughs) Please don't. Ah, come on. Oh my God. I wanted to like you. Why did you have to curse like that? (laughs) Be classy. I do. I do know people that were upset that he cursed about Donald Trump. Robert De Niro did like the Oscars as though it was like a classless way to do it as though Donald Trump has never like tweeted fuck somebody or something. Oh yeah. Um, very fun. Uh, anyway, uh, but yes, yeah, so Uncle Howdy's there and all that stuff. And you know, somebody else came back that I'm saying this like you're going to be excited or know who they are, but you're not. But I'm very excited. On SmackDown, Ronda Rousey had an open challenge for the SmackDown women's title. And Emma 
returned. Emma. I know who Emma is. You know who Emma is? You know Emma famously uh was a Jane Austen novel. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, she Just kidding. I don't yeah. think it's a Jane Austen novel either. I think I even got that wrong. Oh yeah, boy. But it would start Emma Thompson. No. Yeah, it did. Right now I'm looking at you the opposite of the way I looked at you when you brought up Kevin Owens. I know you like, love it when I'm stupid. Yeah. Um No, her name is Tennille Dashwood is her is her name and that's what she's been wrestling as since she left WWE. But she was Remember Paige? Soraya? Yes, I know Soraya. I know so Paige. Paige was, you know, like a big um Gwyneth Paltrow. Sorry, she starred in Emma. Mm, okay. Anyway. Uh Paige was a big like founding mother, if you will, of mm-hmm. uh of the NXT women's division and the women's like yes. revolution, if you will, in WWE of like women's wrestling being taken more seriously. Uh and Paige was the first NXT women's champion and one of the first big prominent like uh women's wrestling stars in NXT, but right there along with her uh, was Emma. Emma was uh, an Australian wrestler. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that is kind of what her personality is, but she, for, was for a while, but she is an Australian wrestler, and she trained with Lance Storm, who so, is... So, wait, she's Australian, so her name's not Emma, it's Emma. 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 It's Emma. Emma. See, actually, that's a great... So, to do an Australian no. or like... Emma. Yeah, and to do an Australian accent like that, a lot of times you just change the vowel, and you don't yeah. even have to like change your voice at all. If you just instead of Emma, you just no. say Emma, Emma. Oh, oh no! Yeah, if you say Emma's here. If you change the e to a like a short i sound, it's Emma. Mm-hmm. And then if you change o to a long i sound, nigh, nigh. Oh no! I nigh. Emma's here. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So it's great. I interrupted you to do stupid Australian accents. I have Go serious ahead. wrestling to discuss. I know. So she, uh, so Emma's back, but Emma was like uh, another big reason why like NXT's women's division became a big deal, and she was great. And then she went to the main, and she did a thing where she would dance, and she had bubbles, and her dance was just oh. putting her arms out like this, and she had a silly song, uh, like a silly theme song, and she was great. And then she went to the main roster, and she was like kind of a comedy wrestler for a little while, and then they released her. Uh, what? Uh, or no, they didn't release her, but they sent her back to NXT, where she became a heel mm. for the first time, and she completely reinvented herself and got that new heel gimmick over. And she had like great matches. I think Emma's like one of the smoothest, like crispest wrestlers in the world. Honestly, everything crispy she does, wrestler. everything she does looks mm. great. She's crispy. She's crispy. Everything she does looks great. She's smooth looks real and crispy. She mm. hits all like the character stuff really hard. Yeah. Um. And it's and she like was this great heel wrestler. She hits it hard. She hits crispy it hard. and smooth. She's crispy and hard and smooth. I'm just. This is a Sorry. candy bar. <laughs> um. But she. Uh, so that she she got over this new thing and then she went to. Uh, they brought her back up to the main roster. She had a fantastic match with Asuka and really helped like sell Asuka when she first got to NXT. Oh. Um, not that Asuka like needed it, but it was just it really helped, I think, get Asuka over. And she went back up to the main roster and was good for a while, then she got hurt, and then they were gonna bring her back, and for months and months and months they had these uh videos for the return of Emelina, they had renamed her, mm. and she was gonna be like a model or something. And then this went on for months, like, and just nothing ever happened. They would just play the same vignette every time, mm-hmm. every week on Raw, because that would happen a lot with Vince McMahon because there was no direction. Yeah. Um. And so they would just like change plans. Sorry. Every week. Um. Did we not like Vince McMahon? 
Uh, not especially. I can't remember. Okay, cool. Not post like 2002. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. And so he, uh, and so she eventually was just brought back as Emma for a little while and then was released. But she's been wrestling in Ring of Honor and Impact a lot. Uh, and she is great. And I think she's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. And she is back in WWE now. And hopefully under Triple H, she will have a great spot. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen the match yet uh because you canceled her cable uh but i haven't seen the match yet get the sling tv i'm gonna get the sling tv it i gotta do it by a, tomorrow it's a but i downloaded the app already I you just have it. to go in there and it. hit the okay i'll do it because we have dynamite tomorrow so anyway so we did it and uh emma is back in wwe and i'm excited for it so there's that also, I guess real quick, Sasha Banks watch and Naomi sometimes. There is a rumor that Sasha Banks was backstage at Raw and hanging out with Bailey. No. But, or maybe at a house show. It was at a WWE event. She was backstage with Bailey and somebody else. But then there was also an update that somebody, this may have been reported just from like a random picture on Twitter that somebody did not ever say was recent. And mm. has maybe been debunked as being an older picture. Yeah. Um. So otherwise, there is no update on whether or not she's re-signed with WWE. All the, there's rumors that there are negotiations for her and Naomi's contracts that are going on, but they've hit. There's a few hangups mm. on the negotiations because their deals are almost done before they left. Yeah. So there's no real update, but they got us real. Excited maybe there'll for be second. an updated vulture. For that. I don't think there will be. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't sell be. that. <laughs> That'd be amazing if there was. They were just. I like, don't want to pull a WWE and promise you something I'm not going to give you. Yeah, just <laughs> Bray Wyatt up next. Yeah, <laughs> funny. Did all we weekend, all weekend at Vulture Festival, I'm just telling people the Fiend's going to come, and they're yeah. like, "What are you talking about? Who is the Fiend?" Sounds like we should call the cops. Yeah, the fiendish man. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what's going on, and then um, okay, so there's we'll switch to New Japan. Okay, so. Carl Anderson, the never open weight champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, they had been saying if he didn't show up to the show he was supposed to be at, same day as Crown Jewel, then mm-hmm. he would be stripped of the title. Yeah. He was doing in character videos with Luke Gallows saying that like New Japan went didn't go through his booking agent, which is his tag team partner, which is like the joke yeah. basically. And so he wasn't gonna so they he got double booked and he wasn't gonna be there. And finally they just were like, Okay, we're he's not gonna be there. So they set up a different match. The guy who was going to challenge him for the title is just facing another Bullet Club member, not for the title. Carl mm-hmm. Anderson has yet to be stripped of the title. They haven't said if he was going to be stripped of the title, so there's a possibility he might show up at a different show mm. to defend it. Well, sounds like they worked it out in some way. Yeah, I guess something happened. I still, it's a little unclear if everybody's being forthwith or if there's being or if there's some shittiness happening. Uh, it'd be kind of shitty if Carl Anderson was like not communicating with New Japan because they like pretty. Or WWE wasn't communicating with him. I'm just like we booked you on this. Yeah, so I don't know. It seems like right now everything he's been doing is in character, so it's fine. And like, I mean, I don't think anybody would begrudge him uh going to WWE, especially because it's like Mm -hmm. the you know the American wrestlers that that are in New Japan. It's great, and it's a great style of wrestling that you can't do everywhere else, but. You know, some of those guys, especially if they have families, they don't want to work in Japan because it's really far away and yeah. they want to probably work here. AJ Styles loved working in New Japan, but 
his kids are here you know he wants yeah. to be here as much as he can it's a it's a long commute to japan um, it is so you know it's a lot so you can understand i don't think and they you can't break, anybody. you can't take kids to japan because they don't allow them in they don't allow them in it's 21 and up in japan yeah you gotta be because there's there's drinks yeah they serve drinks there they serve drinks there um but yeah so you know we'll see uh what happens with that but that uh you know, that show is happening at the same time as Crown Jewel. But I went to New Japan this past Friday. Oh, right. I went to you New Japan You were on a flight wrestling. forever. I was on a flight forever. I had to have my ID on me to show that I was 21 yeah. at the border. Yeah. Because otherwise they'd send you out. Yeah. Send you on a boat. Yeah. Um. Anyway, no, how was that show? It was great. It was a really fun show. Uh, the venue was really nice. Palladium Times Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will give them a note on the venue is that the rows are div- instead of being like you're in row J and then it's just like seats one through 50 mm-hmm. each side of the venue. Has oh, odd- so one section is odd numbers in the row and uh-huh. the other section. So then there's like an aisle and the yeah. other section is even numbers, which is so confusing and I cannot fathom why you would have to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, the section captains were probably beside themselves. They were. They didn't know what sections they were captaining because the, they were divided weird. As a section captain, I couldn't be too loud this time, though, because there was a lady sleeping next to me. There was a, a lady there with... New York's housing crisis is out of control, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. She, uh, We've got people sleeping at wrestling shows. Yeah, you got to sleep where you can. No, yeah. but I think she was there with her boyfriend and she was just completely asleep. Like she had her hood up and she was just like not she didn't watch a single match. Mm. She slept the whole time. They left like maybe during the next to last match or before the next to last match or something. I don't know how you could do that because wrestling shows are loud. They're very loud. They are so loud. Even just the sound of people wrestling is very loud. Yeah. And so she was uh, but she slept so sound like if somebody had to go by her. Mm-hmm. The, like she had to be like woken up and she would be like what every time like, like on something i don't know i think she just seemed very tired she seemed lucid enough when she was awake mm-hmm. she wasn't doing like a weird passed out thing she was yeah. just like asleep the way you would sleep on a plane mm. but um and she at one point she woke up during the second she and i want to say she wasn't she didn't like fall asleep part of the way through i got there during the pre-show match which is the first thing that happens mm-hmm. and she was asleep immediately yeah. She was like, she was just asleep. She slept through the opening match after that. She woke up, I think, during the second match. Was like, wait, what did I miss? What time is it? Mm-hmm. And then just immediately went back to sleep. Did not watch anything. Wow. But she made it through most of the show. And then. See, when I was a little left. kid and I fell asleep in church one time or started to fall asleep in church, my parents chastised me because they said people would think I was on drugs. So now I assume people are on drugs when yeah. they're falling asleep. I mean, definitely. I just feel like you can tell. You can. I've definitely been around people in public that are like passed out. Oh, yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. Because your body when you're sleeping is still kind of like holding itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like when you're on, when somebody's like unconscious, I think yeah. it looks like they're dead essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so she was fine, I guess, but she, uh, she didn't enjoy the show. I don't think, but I did. And it was, um, it was a great show. The first couple of matches were fun. And then around like the fourth, a little bit before the halfway point, every match from then on was like great. And I was super engaged and like having a ton of fun. And I got to see all these people I never get to see. Um, this person, Kylan King 
from uh, she's from appeared in AEW a few times. I don't know if she's signed there, but she had a good match with uh, one of the biggest stars in Stardom, which is a yes, Japanese women's stardom. wrestling promotion, yes. uh, Mayu Iwatani. But they had a match for a Stardom Championship, and uh, she, uh, Kylan King was good. She won me over. She had to be the heel because she nobody was going to root for her in this because Mayu Iwatani was like she won you over. Yeah, she won me over. We're going to see each other. Wow. Uh, yeah. This is how I find out. Yep. But, uh, you know, she had to work as a heel because nobody was rooting for her. And also she was bigger than Mayu. So it's if people are already booing you and you're the larger person. Like it, physically? Yes. Oh. If you're the larger person in wrestling, it often helps to work as the heel because. Oh, yeah. Because you're a giant. Person. You're the yeah. Goliath. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it can work. There's definitely a bunch of like smaller heels, but then they have to like be cheating and, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the David versus Goliath thing really helps. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was great. It was fun to see that. Um, Leo Rush returned from his, I think, third retirement so far. Oh my! He's like twenty-five. He just every. I think Leo Rush is like every time he wants to not wrestle for a little while, he just says he's retiring. Mm. Um, or he just. I think he just like makes a quick decision that like I'm retiring, and he'll make a big post about he's retiring, and then he comes back a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also another wrestler, Kylie Ray, she was in the uh, opening match, and she. Has also retired twice, I think, so far. That seems to be mostly related to mental health stuff. Mm. Um, so a lot of big, big night of returns for people that retire frequently. Yeah. Um, but it was a great show. I got to see Shingo Takagi and El Fantasmo. Wow. Who were two of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan, and they had a hell of a match. Oh boy! I thought they killed each other multiple times. They had oh a big, like Weapons match, but they oh, were. Oh no! Yeah, it was great. Uh, they also a great thing that they did was. Sometimes at the U.S. shows, because this is New Japan of USA or New Japan mm-hmm. of America, and they sort of have like a separate roster, but they have like people from the main Japanese roster come over too, like Shingo and Phantasmo. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, they often have their own like separate like English ring announcer. I don't like the I, I like the Japanese ring announcer better. Uh, mm-hmm. And this time they had pre-recorded announcements from him. Oh, and it was great. That's it funny. really helped sell the whole uh show and then the main event was also great it was uh new japan does tag matches as like main events a lot um mm-hmm. which on pay-per-view sometimes can be annoying but when you're seeing people they don't always get to see it's still cool and they mm-hmm. the main event was like kind of non-stop action so it was okada and eddie kingston oh versus jay white and juice robinson of bullet club and it was great and eddie kingston was at one point just chopping away on both guys oh. keeping them both down the crowd was so into Eddie. Everybody loved Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, he had a great performance. And I love seeing Eddie Kingston do really well in New Japan. And hopefully they have him back and keep having him there. Um, I kind of wanted their, the main event to be Jay White defending the world title against Eddie Kingston. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. And you got to get Okada on the on the card. Yeah, you got to take um, what you can get. But yeah. And they also had uh, Minoru Suzuki, legendary, like, MMA and new and Japanese professional wrestler who is like he'll legitimately kill you. He yikes. Um, he's great. Everybody loves him. And then he fought this younger guy. <laughs> he'll legitimately kill you. He's Every, great. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves this guy. He's murdered many people. He's murdered many. They haven't found the bodies. Uh, but they wrestle this guy Clark Connors is like a young lion. Oh, well, yeah. he was a young lion, but now he's like a younger wrestler. He's graduated from the young lion program. He's very intense and fun. And uh, they had a great match. And. Uh, Clark Connors brought Ken Shamrock. Oh, USC your and friend. WWE legend Ken Shamrock, your my best, best friend. friend. And Ken Shamrock, he came out with him, and it was uh, funny because he would 
Clark Connors would be like getting pinned and Shamrock would be on the outside, like yelling advice to him, like kick out. And it's just funny. Like yeah, he wouldn't have thought of that. No, he wouldn't. Um, have. But Shamrock was awesome. Everybody's so excited. And then Shamrock and Suzuki who have legit had legitimate fights in promotions before like um, martial arts fights and stuff. They would, uh, they had a little standoff, like they were going to fight, but then they just hugged each other and everybody was so oh, happy. Oh, that's nice. And, uh, yeah. And I like then, it when they do that in wrestling. Yeah. Where you're like, uh-oh. And then, oh, everybody's friends. They're friends. But then sometimes that happens and then they're not friends. They're not friends. It's a low blow. It's a low blow. And then, uh, Suzuki, uh, uh, showed some respect to Clark Connors and called him a fucking young boy. Young boy in Japan is like the, the training wrestlers and they mm. like, those the young lions yeah, yeah. young boys yeah um anyway suzuki's great uh i will i note that i will give them on this show not on the show itself i think new japan needs to like have somebody go over their merch uh uh prices because oh shirts were 40 dollars, which is expensive but that's how much like AEW shirts were at the live event that's how much wwe shirts are that wwe shirts are at least 35 yeah at this that's point. how much concert shirts are too and i but, think yes but the there was other stuff that seemed wildly expensive there were like towels that were like 90 dollars, hoodies were like 100 and then like baseball caps were 75 dollars. yeah i cannot like snapback baseball caps. Yeah, like, like this is like festival music festival prices. It's like it I have never even seen this at like show. Like I've seen hats mm-hmm. for forty. Seventy five is absolutely insane. So uh that's something to do. But I got a picture with Ken Shamrock instead of buying a hat, which is a way cooler thing. Mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock was so nice. How much did the picture run you? Thirty. Oh. And they gave you a signed eight by ten, which I didn't even know you would get. Oh wow, that's yeah. cool. So yeah. and I got a picture shaking hands with him and a picture with him. Was and he it... was so nice. He was like, Yeah, nice to meet you. And I was like, Oh, th- thanks for was you know, it everything. was it like when I met our friend Julia? Uh, yeah. Was there like a creepy manager there being like, "Give me the kish"? No, there was a guy I knew from UCB actually. Oh, really? Yeah, That's who funny. didn't recognize me probably because I lost a bunch of weight. I was trying to say like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he was like, "Hey, hey, what's going on?" And he like, <laughs> I, and then he ran my credit card and then looked up. He's like, "You look great, man." Was, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was nice because I think he didn't recognize me at first. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, no creeps, but a uh, comedian, and then um, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, but it was just like people working the the show, and then I also did see well the guy working the merch table was a guy we saw at that uh, sports bar show we went to. Oh yeah, he's uh, and I also I met him briefly. I don't know if you remember me, but I met him at the GCW show because I think he was also working like ring crew for that. So did you see your friend from the Gap? No, wait, he's, no, he, yeah, no, I didn't see him. Be there. No, but uh, he might have been there. I wouldn't be he surprised if he was there. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, that was that. And then New Japan has a big show this weekend battle autumn it's the end of their battle autumn tour but this is like the pay-per-view mm-hmm. level show it's gonna be great uh main events a u.s title match will osprey defending against tetsuya naito ftr defending their tag titles in japan for the first time mm. the only title defense they've had for new japan so far was at a show in the uk so now they're gonna defend it in in japan it's gonna it's gonna be huge it's gonna be great the semifinals of the tv title tournament are happening Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought David Finley might win it, but he's out of it. So I think Ren Narita might be the guy to do it because he's like the biggest young guy that's in here. I mean, we love Zack Sabre Jr., but he doesn't really need it right now. I want him to go for the world title, but who knows? Also, whoever wins these two matches is locked into the finals of this for Wrestle Kingdom. 
So that'll be the Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. That's it. Um, WWE also has Crown Jewel this weekend. Uh, so that's happening. Um, if you want predictions for that, just text me. Uh, I'll tell you what I think. Uh, Verdi said, you know, maybe Logan Paul's going to win the titles. I hope not. Um, but I do like the story they've been doing with him. It's good to see Brock Lesnar doing a match that has nothing to do with the championship. Um, and I should talk about AEW real quick before we go because I haven't talked about them at all because I talked about New Japan a lot. Yeah. So AEW, uh, Dynamite was great. Love to see Penta El Cero Miedo get a uh, world title shot. I think you should get more world title matches and main events. He and John Moxley had a great match even though he had 0% chance of winning. Um, and he did not, but their match was great. Uh, Riho is back in AEW. Mm. Love to see it. Riho is the first AEW Women's World Champion. Mm-hmm. She's very small, but she wins most of her matches with roll-ups, which is believable for somebody who doesn't have a lot of like power or you know, yeah, they can tie up. Or if you just really like candy and you like fruit roll-ups, get Who it. Doesn't get love it? A fruit roll-up. There's no joke there. I just wanted to say fruit roll-up <laughs> because you're hungry. Yeah. Aww. So. But Rio is back, and she had a great match with Jamie Hayter. Um, it's good to see her back. I uh, hope to see more of her. Um, Swerve in our glory versus FTR. Fantastic match. Was surprised. It was a number one contenders match to the tag titles. See who gets a title shot against the acclaimed at full gear. Thought FTR was going to win, set up that big pay-per-view match, but I guess the time is not right because they probably want FTR to win those titles from the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. So they had Swerve in our glory. So Swerve in our glory won. FTR got screwed over by the... The damn gun boys, oh. uh, the gun club, and uh, so they're probably going to feud with them for a little while. Swerve in our glory is going to get the title shot of full gear, but I think that's probably where Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland is probably going to turn on Keith Lee because they've been teasing a lot of tension, mm-hmm. and then they'll have a feud, and that feud's going to be great. We're very yeah. excited for that. Um, so that was great. Uh, and Renee, Renee Paquette... Yeah. Formerly Renee Young in WWE is yeah. an interviewer for AEW now. Yeah. And she's great. She reminds me of like Mean Gene Okerlund in a lot of ways, who's like oh. the greatest backstage interview guy of all. When he was big in WWF and WCW, he was as much of a character as all the wrestlers were. Uh-huh. And I feel like she has a strong like personality. She's not as big of a character as he was mm-hmm. right now, but she like always has like an opinion on what's going on yeah she's not like just interviewing them maybe it's because she actually is a journalist and has interviewed people before yeah she has that podcast yeah and so she is uh so she has like she'll be like come on you know Mm -hmm. like is that really uh and then mjf when he was interviewing her uh so she's like one of my favorite interviewers that i've seen in a while in, in wrestling and mjf when she was interviewing mjf he did an impression of John Moxley that was very funny, which is also funny because mm-hmm. that's her husband. Uh, and it was just funny because it was like MJF was doing his like SNL audition <laughs> with funny. these uh, impressions. Um, and we're doing the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament, uh, which we've done. This is the third year in a row they've done it. Mm-hmm. Finals will be at full gear. Winner gets a world title shot at the special Dynamite episode. Winter is coming Ooh. in December. And that's Kenny Omega won the world title from John Moxley. Two years ago, winter is coming. Ooh. Last year, Brian Danielson got a title shot against Hangman Adam Page, uh, which went to a time limit draw, 60-minute time limit draw. Mm. So that's big. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens this time. If MJF wins the title at full gear, I do not expect the winner of this tournament to win the title 
from him because I think MJF would have it for like a year at least. Mm, um, we'll see. Yeah. Also, a separate from AEW thing, GCW is just announced that they're going to be on Fight TV uh, streaming platform. Five dollars a month, you can see every GCW show, like new one that they do, and their entire back catalog. Wow, which is a big deal, and I would recommend people do it. Uh, GCW is a great indie promotion. There's a lot of kind of bad stuff that happens there too, and I'm not a big deathmatch wrestler fan, and some stuff is very like botcherific. But there's it's a great, there's a lot of great spirit to GCW. It reminds me of Ring of Honor from back in the day, um, and it's it's really good, and I've enjoyed their shows a lot that I've been to, even the one I got COVID at, um, and they're they're great. That's really all I have yeah. to say. I think you loved uh, giving me COVID. You, I did you really do that. Did you got a lot that. sicker than me, but hey, I got to rewatch the Lord of the Rings extended editions. So that yeah, was, which was my idea. Yeah, I stole your idea. You made me sick and stole my idea. Anyway. Anyway, uh, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, do I have any final thoughts? Um, Don't make them too good, or else I'll be mad. No, just if anyone's listening to this, buy tickets to Vulture Festival because we've got lots of really fun events, and mm-hmm. we want everybody to come if they're in Los Angeles. Come enjoy. Um, there's tickets for Sasha and Naomi still too, so you can come to that, and it'll be fun. Big, a big, big event. Everybody, everybody's excited. I was Every, like uh, yeah. Wayne's World. You reminded me yeah. of Wayne's World too when they were on the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I haven't watched Wayne's World two as many times as you have, so I'm yeah. not able to call it up that easily. But yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Handsome Dan, ah! Mr. Scream, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's <laughs> the one I remember. And the joke is that Mr. Scream is is very handsome, very handsome, and Handsome Dan is just that is less so. Okay, um, Handsome Dan is uh, Harry she- Harry Shearer, and uh, uh, Mr. Scream is um, from Married with Children. I can't remember, yeah, I his, can't name. remember his name. I'll I'll print a retraction next week and sure. Ted McGinley. I believe sure, his name, I guess I those think. are my final. I think thoughts. that's his name. I guess my final thoughts are just John trying to remember the name of an actor from Wayne's World too. So we'll go off He's on a, that. Bigger than that. He's done a lot. Of All stuff. right. Okay. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>